What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sit Down with Sit Podcast. This is episode number 37. Today, I have the pleasure of having our guest, uh, who is a Kashmiri poet and a writer. He has published two poetry collections in Kashmiri language and was nominated thrice for Sahitya Academy Award. He has written more than 100 papers on language, literature, and social issues and presented in various literary forums. He was invited in the National Symposium of Poets organized by All India Radio in Varanasi, India in 2011 and is a member of expert committee with the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting and the Ministry of Culture. He just came out with his new book, The Chronicles of Kashmir, which we will dive into the podcast. That being said, it's an honor for me to welcome Mr. Bal Krishna Sanyasi. Sir, how is it going? Thank you. Hi. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, so, so before we get into the book, uh, would you mind telling our audience a little bit about your background, where you grew and, and so forth? Yes, uh, they are said, I was born in 1943 in Srinagar city, in the state of Jammu and Kashmir. My father, Gopinath Vaishnavi, was a teacher by profession. And he would also write short stories, dramas, at in Hindi. He had a good friend called Dinanath Nadim. Dinanath Nadim was also living in our neighborhood. He was his bosom friend. He was known as the revolutionary poet of Kashmir. I had even the opportunity to be in his lab. He would treat me as his son. Both of them rather opened a school in Srinagar called Hindu High School in 1938. But my beginning of the education, after eighth class, I, it was all in government schools. Thereafter, I shifted to Hindu High School and got the opportunity to be with my father as teacher and also Mr. Dhenanath Kornadhyam as my teacher. Then it so happened that I too was writing uh, small short stories and there in that school we got encouragement for writing. So we would at the weekend there would be a program of literary program where we would participate. And one day it so happened that Dinanath Kol Nadim selected four boys from the school and he told uh, one of us, I was one amongst them, he told us to bring your photograph tomorrow. We bought a photograph and then he took us to information department, Srinagar. There, Shami Mohammed Shami was those days the editor of a magazine called Timing. He just introduced us to him and told him that, see, these are the budding youth today. They will be tomorrow's writers. You write a caption under that, you just post their photo. That was perhaps an encouragement to all of us. Thereafter, I got a chance to work in his drama. Rather, rather it was a poetic drama called Opera in Kashmir. I got a chance to just be one of the characters in that drama. And when I, we played that drama, I was on the stage. I was amazed. I was attracted towards a poem written by Pandinanath Kol Nadim, which was the part of this drama. It was all about nature. It was all about love. It was all about light emerging from the darkness. The words were beautiful. And I was attracted. I told to myself, asked myself, why shouldn't I 
write in my own mother tongue in Kashmir. So that was the day when I got fascinated for the Kashmir language. Thereafter, I went to college, SP College. SP College was hub of the literature. I was selected there as the joint sector of Hindi literary department. Then I was selected joint sector of the Kashmiri Bazmi Adam. That is also literally from Kashmir. Then, therefore, I was selected as an editor of the college magazine Kashmiri section. The magazine is still going on there these days also, known as Pratao. Thereafter, I was also selected as vice president of the philosophical association of the college because I was a student of philosophy and psychology. So I just continued with my thought, which made me to think about human emotions. And then after leaving, I wrote during those four years, I wrote much, many poems in Kashmir. And I got ultimately the chance to participate in a poetic symposium in university when I started my post-graduation in political science. There I had with me the great poets of Kashmir. I was a bit shaken in the first instance, but still I did better and they all praised my poem. This was the beginning of my literary career. Very good. Uh, so let me ask you now, poetry is also a form of writing. How did the transition of writing a poem become a passion for writing a book, which we want to talk about the Chronicles of Kashmir? How did that happen? Actually, I am basically a main political science. Mm -hmm. You cannot believe that when I entered AG's office, I have really debt. I never wanted to enter the department of audit because I had nothing to do with that. I had to do everything with reading and writing. And also, I continued my teaching even then. When I was a, as an employee of audit, I continued teaching in the evening, in a college, evening college in Sindh. Mm -hmm. I taught there the post-graduation classes, political science. So my subject was foreign policy. My subject was Indian political system, constitutions of the world. So all these, I was attached to all this. Thing. So naturally, when I came to this plot in the year 1960. 16, mm -hmm. in the Indian 2016. Okay. It was because I had my interest for writing this book. It is amazing. Because this Padit Amarnathji Vaishnavi, whom the, his people, whom he served, they called him a reliable leader. They called him a tolerant leader. They called him Tarsh Bearer. They even gave him the name of the father of the Kashmiri community. And what were the reasons for that? There was much to say about that. So I wanted to write a book in which all these facets of his life, those are known to the people, to my readers, number one. Number two, when after displacement, I was also one of the, uh, one of the displaced person. I just uh, was going to the literary, Mayfield's literary uh, symposiums and also in other symposiums while people 
would write on history of Kashmir. So I went through all this. And we I lost thought, your video. Uh, we lost your video, um, Mr. Valkrishnan. Uh, yes, that's good. Please go ahead. So carry and, on. And so I just got an idea that much is to be said about this exodus. Much is to be said in the pre-exodus period. So it is not only that exodus has come all of a sudden. There are historical events that prove otherwise. So when I thought over these two aspects, I started writing this book, Chronicles of Kashmir, a biography of Pandit Amarnath Vashna. Very good. So for those of the people who are watching this podcast in the other parts of the world who are not familiar with the Kashmiri exodus, which happened in 1990, could you tell our audience a little bit about what was the Kashmiri exodus? You know, and I'm going to ask you the pre, what events led to it, but if you can just tell our audience a little bit, you know, for them to understand actually what was the 1990 Kashmiri exodus. See, Actually, what happened, if we go, we will not go to past history, but mm-hmm. we will go only to 1931. Okay. We have to understand what was the socio-political condition of Kashmir in early 30s, in mid-30s. There was an organization called Muslim Conference. It was an organization of local Muslims. It was more or less headed by the Maulavis. Though its purpose, as they would say, was just to watch the interests of the Muslims during Dogra rule. But actually, this organization was very much keen to just expand its horizon beyond that to create Muslim consciousness. That means a sort of majoritism in the area, rather not only in Kashmir, but in whole of the state. But what happened in late 1930s, Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah, he passed his MSc chemistry in Aligarh and then he reached Sydney. He hoped that Maharaja Hari Singh will take him the lecturer in some college, but he was taken as a teacher. Naturally, a valid person, postgraduate, young youth coming there, he joined this Muslim conference and ultimately took the flag of Muslim conference in his hand, meaning thereby that he headed this organization for a revolt against Maharaja Hari Singh. What he would say in the first instance was that is this is a revolt just against monarchy. This is the movement just to establish democratic system. This was the plea which he would tell everyone. But what actually happened that proved false on July 19, on July 13, 1931. When Mars ran Ramset. There was a, a big flare up. It turned communal. 
many shops of Hindus in Maharajganj area and in other areas were burnt. Many people were killed and slogans were raised which were all just uh, creating a sense of separatism in the area and Maharaja just took the army, the police, which was in his hands to curb this agitation and see the plight. We lost your this video again. Yes, this is good. Please go ahead. This, the tragedy is that this 13th day, July, 13th July, every year, mm-hmm. the people in Kashmir, majority people in Kashmir, they were celebrating it as the martyrs day. Whereas the rest mm-hmm. of the Hindus in Jammu, as well as in Kashmir, they celebrated as the black day. Here, one can understand mm-hmm. the difference between the thought uh, concept. That why the Hindus from Jammu and from Kashmir, they're taking it as Black Day, and the majority in Kashmir, they call it as a martyrs. So this was the wedge. We could easily see, find a wedge between the two thoughts. So slowly and steadily, but what happened in Kashmir? Hindus, we cannot say that Hindus are in struggle only in the post Exodus period. Hindus are in struggle right since then. Hindu leaders in Kashmir, they came to, they just, uh, they, they sat some wire. They talked to each other as what to be done about this Muslim consciousness. Then they suggested to Shaykh Muhammad that let him change this organization into national politics. He readily accepted. And a purpose in that. Because he wanted to be a mass leader of the public and also to be in the good books of the minorities of Jammu and Kashmir. So he readily accepted. There then appeared a rift between the Molvi side and Shekhar side. That's the other part of the story. But national conference was formed. And it was a part of struggle of the Kashmiri Pandit leaders who worked for it and who ultimately managed to have national, uh, this Muslim conference changed into national conference. Thereafter, 1947, and prior to 1947, Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru, he used to come to Kashmir just to be a sympathetic sympathizer of Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah against Maharaja Hari Singh. Maharaja Hari Singh and Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah, they were on bar path, mm-hmm. but he would come. Whenever Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah would be imprisoned by Maharaja, he would come and just request Maharaja to just free him. So he had developed a good rapport, good friendship with Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah. In this connection, he had also come in 1945. What happened? Kashmiri Hindus, they took him to Sheetalnath. Sheetalnath is the place where Hindus assembled on the various celebrations. They took him there on their stage. He addressed them. And in his address in 1945, he said, I know that you must be feeling insecure, but there is no reason to feel insecure. For you, there are the officials. The one is to have your 
passing days with the the with the way it is going on the way the majority is going on you be one with the majority or else if you do not want that you leave kashmir to live in other parts of the country or else you be there and whatever be your great accomplishment you will have to go along with that this was all confusing statement for the hindus of kashmir so the sense of insecurity and thereafter the struggling mind of the hindus in kashmir how to survive how to continue it was a big question mark for a kashmiri hindu right since then thereafter what happened thereafter there was prajaparshad movement which started in 1949 up to 1953 it was purely a nationalist movement which was started by pandit premnath dogra a great leader of jammu who was revered and respected for his boldness he started the movement the movement was purely against what was a hodgepodge we had accession jacob mohammed abdullah had taken as the prime minister of the state it was something surprising a state having a prime minister then maharaja's son being the uh, say the president of state sadriyas and the state having its own legislative uh, assembly well all these features and a separate flair for the state this was not viable this was not accepted by the national forces and so there was a movement there mm-hmm. was a permit system to enter into the state of jammu and kashmir a movement started it took the shape of a big movement when dr shama prasad mukherjee the then president of bharatiya janasang just entered into the fray he straight away said the nation is one what is the need of getting permission to enter mm-hmm. into the state i'll break it mm-hmm. he broke this agreement this law and he was arrested and therefore thereafter he died there in mysterious conditions mm-hmm. during that period here i'll bring again on the amarnath question he was basically an rss swayamsev he had joined rss in srinagar in 1945 which mm-hmm. was started by pandit by pandit pandit uh, balaj madhav professor balaj madhav he was then there a professor in devi college and the first shakha in srinagar was started by mr uska naam tha he was known as jankina jigyas so amarnath vaishnavi was the product of kashmir rss but that time when this movement started he was in pathan he jumped into the fray from pathan and mm-hmm. all other associates in rss who were in kashmir and were now jumping jumping makhlal ama sarvashri makhlal ama omkarnath ka jankinath dobi and many others they also joined in jumping but amarnath kashmir was arrested in pathan ko he was in different jails in punjab and mm-hmm. therefore at shimla where from he was freed after one year about one year so this movement gained momentum 
and Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah was compelled to open his mouth, to come openly and say, yes, he wants an independent state for himself. Mm-hmm. So now it was clear why Maharaja Harisim delayed accession. He was a nationalist from the core of his heart. He was the person who in 1931 in Round Table Conference in England openly said that India should have a self-rule. But he was, he was in a fix what to do because he knew the nexus between Maharaja Khari Singh and this, he, sorry, he was sure, he was mm-hmm. knowing the nexus between uh, the Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah and Jawaharlal Nehru. And this nexus may lead our state to some trouble. And that actually happened. This moment, Prajaparshan moment, this exposed Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah, he came open speaking in terms of the independent Kashmir. Thereafter, it was unearthed, unearthed that he had an understanding with American government, mm-hmm. that he will get support from that to establish his kingdom in Jammu and Kashmir. This was the reason he was arrested, when Nehru was compared to arrest. But then what happened? See, when Kabalis came into Kashmir, he delayed. Maharaja Hari Singh asked him, requested him to send army to Kashmir because he was deceived by his own army men from Punjabajuri side. They had joined hands with Pakistan forces. Mm-hmm. And but his request was not, it was not taken seriously till the last week of October. And the army was sent in the last week of October. Army just came, many people were killed, many uh, officers in army, Somna Sharma officer, well known, he was also killed, many were killed, but they made advances, they made these aggressors to these Kabailis to go back, and they were doing, army was doing a yeoman's job. Suddenly, on 11th of November, 1947, this uh, Prime Minister of India, he declared ceasefire. Even without consulting the chief of the army staff. Chief of the army staff was surprised. This what has happened. I never know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And what was that? Ultimately, it was known that Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah wanted him to declare the ceasefire. And in that delay, and then ceasefire, only 32,000 Hindus and Sikhs were killed in Mipurina. That's still, a, that is now part of part of Kashmir. Mm-hmm. So, this was the way, this was the dividend and confusing tactics which were applied in deciding in uh, just uh, thinking about while we were, they were thinking about Jammu and Kashmir. So this anxiety was continually having its place in the minds of Kashmiri Hindus. They would know we are living in uncertainty. Thereafter, 19, after the, after he was jailed, uh, Dr. this uh, Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah was jailed. Thereafter, his close associate, Mirza Muhammad Abzal Bey, he came with an outfit called Pelimicid Friend. Why that? See, there also a tragedy. In 1940, late 1947, Nehru reached Srinagar. 
in the historical law show, he addressed the people of Kashmir. Sheikh Kubla was on his side. In my book, in this book, Chronicles of Kashmir, the photography is also there in this book. That historical photograph is very much in this book. Mm -hmm. And it is he who infused the idea of self-determination, pedibisit in Kashmir. He openly said that you people of Kashmir, you are free to exercise your being. Even it is said that Sheikh Mohammed Abdullah got also surprised. Is he so kind on me that what I have to say, he has already said it in his address. This was the tragedy. And thereafter, this, he picked thread from there, Mirza Muhammad Abdul Bey, and started working on Pelibisid, Jammu and Kashmir Jammu and Kashmir Pelibisid Friend Movement in the 50s, it had its tremendous effect on the Hindus of both sides. There were casualties of Muslims also because it was a movement and there was the army, there was the police, they had to deal with it. So there was violence, large scale violence. It did not remain just within the, it could not be there within the four walls of Kashmir Valley. It reached to Kishtavar, to Doda, to Bhadrava, and it was a most violent movement, which ultimately was stopped by Bakshi Bullah Muhammad, who was uh, who just took over the charge of Sheikh Muhammad. So again, this period, this movement, again a cause of concern for him. Knowing full well that here in Kashmir we are not in peace, then again when we go ahead, we see in 1965. There was abduction of a Kashmiri Hindu girl. Simply, her mother said that she is only 15, 15 years old, 16 years old. Please allow me to talk to her. The police, the abductor, they joined together. Kashmiri Hindus liked a big movement. As in Kashmir, we had the greatest Kashmiri Hindu organization called all state Kashmiri Pandit Conference, Nathan Dharam Its president at that very time was uh, this Shivnarayan Fotada. Under its ages, Pandit Amardath Vaishnavi, Pandit Tikalal Tepiru, Pandit Amardath Ganju, Pandit Pushkarnath Karnal, and many others, they formed Hindu Action Committee. It was headed by Pandit Amardath Kashmir. And big agitation was going. It remained there for five months. There were satyagrahas, there were arrests, and there were addresses in the evening in the Shitana. But what happened? Shrimati Indira Gandhi, the then Prime Minister of India, she sent her emissary, YB uh, Chavan, Home Minister of India, to Kashmir. Mm -hmm. Everybody hoped that Home Minister has come in something genuine will take place. But unfortunately, he was successful in having this agitation failed. And he left. Thereafter, these Panthamadath Vaishnavi left this agitation on the roads of Delhi. Mm -hmm. He left Satyagraha. 
they were jailed there. And ultimately, what we get with the Hindus of Kashmir, we get, we got some, uh, they said that there be uh, uh, some sort of, that it is just to please them. Right. So, but ultimately, they succeeded, government of India succeeded in having this agitation. There is mention of this agitation also in detail, this Kashmiri Hindu agitation, it's mentioned in detail. Thereafter, in 1960, it was 1967, it was not 1965, it was 1967. But right since 1965, immediately after Indo-Pak war, Hindus in Kashmir again got disturbed because there were always, there was saying that there is, that uh, uh, these people are coming from Pakistan. There's infiltration from Pakistan. This was the sense which was there. And in 67, after this agitation, then there was a time in 7072. This RSS group, who are now senior most, they created an organization called Vivekanand Society. Mm-hmm. It was founded by Pant Amardan Ganju. And it was all these people, Vaishnavi and uh, Tekalal Tepilu and others, they were very much its part in person. They had succeeded in getting youths involved in it. And you can imagine that the youths of this, uh, this uh, Vivekanand society, they were given the job to see, to have a vision on the anti-national movement in Kashmir. And mm-hmm. they did. And it was as early as in 71, 72. They got the clue that uh, radicalization has started in Kashmir. I see it the history, the mm-hmm. chain of events which are, will lead us to the final what, where we stand today. So they made it clear. And the then Johnson president of Kashmir, say, Tarukina Dad, he just in a press conference openly said, that there are trainings for training people to become a radical. Mm-hmm. He was arrested that you are just creating problems for everyone. Mm-hmm. You are spreading false. But that was true. And in 1973, we saw from 72 to 73, many temples were attacked. In April 1973, historical temple mm-hmm. known as Okhar Kishor Bairavna Trust, situated on the bank of river at Chhatabal Srinagar. Its president then was Pant Amarnath Vaishnav. It was the day when they were celebrating yearly uh, function. It was a yajna. They were performing Havan yajna. And then Storms came from all sides. This yajna was disturbed. It was stopped there. Many mm-hmm. were injured. Two people were injured and they succumbed to injuries. Even Padhamana Vaishnavi was injured. He was taken to the hospital. And you can imagine, the temple was then closed in 1973. And it remained closed till 1990. 1990 and thereafter it was raised to ground. Though its mention is in Raj Telangani also. So thereafter, Pantamana Vaishnavi rushed to them. 
Mm-hmm. See, I, I talk about the struggle and also the history, historical events. Even today, we talk all these facts. I wish that this book be read by one and all in the world. Then he went to them. He sat with her for one hour and told her the story. The reply given by Srimati Indra Gandhi was that, see, you must behave as a big brother. You must develop a big brotherly attitude while living in Kashmir. But Tabarnath Vashri was surprised. He said, Madam, what are you saying? We are the youngest brothers in Kashmir. We are the microscopic minorities in Kashmir. How can we be big brothers? So again, her point arises. The tragedy for the Kashmiri Hindus is uh, they, are, they neither belong to majority nor mm-hmm. They are caught in between the two. This is the plight of the Hindus who are in perpetual tension, where in the perpetual tension, what to do? Then he said, he was astonished. He said, we are on the receiving end. And she is telling us that you behave as if nothing has happened. Then again, in 1980, what is Amarnath Vaishnavi and after emergency was over, after Srimati Indra Gandhi took over as Prime Minister, they wanted to meet Srimati Indra Gandhi, just apprising her about the situations which were which were emerging in emergency. But she could not see them. She could not. Then they met Sanjay Gandhi, who was then a forceful leader in uh, youth congress. They met him. They talked to him. He was convinced. He said, oh, it is really a problem and it is to be solved. But please wait for one year because I am just time engaged in organizational, in making my organization strong. Come next year, the same people will talk in Thredbear and will do something. But alas, that day never came. Before they could reach to Jammu to meet, Delhi to meet him, he had a crash, air crash, and he uh, they died there. Then 1986. And 1986 is something it is to be understood. It is not well understood by the people. 1986, its beginning had started right from 1983 when Ghulam Ahmad Shah was the chief minister. He had started building a mosque inside the Civil Secretary in Jammu. They are struggling in agitation. Lati charged in Jammu. So from there the seeds were born. Seeds were sown. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, in 1980s, earlier 1980s, there was a big congregation of Muslims. A big conference was held in Kashmir mm-hmm. under the very leadership of Say Arishan Gilan and by Devbandis. It was a mixture of two who mm-hmm. had arranged this get together and it was a sort of show of strength. This was again a signal for something that is in the open. And then we saw in 1986, suddenly we saw that temples were desecrated. People were killed in South Kashmir, in some areas of North Kashmir. 
And what happened? It is to be noted here that Mr. Mufti Said, who was once a Congressite, was the president of Congress. He was now somehow taken away from the Congress. He also wanted to take cudgels with the central government. And then he was also behind the curtain, just, uh, just, uh, uh, just uh, uh, getting this, getting momentum to this uh, mm-hmm. moment. And then the mullahs also. So this was again a signal for the government of India. Again, for the Amarnath Vaishnav led a delegation. These Amarnath Vaishnav led a delegation mm-hmm. to Delhi. He was accompanied by a well-known Arya Samaji leader, Ram Gopal Sharma, mm-hmm. and many others. He met her. He met this Rajiv Gandhi. He was mm-hmm. the prime minister at that time. And just told him everything. What is the origin of all this? Why it's happening? What has happened? But unfortunately, those were the days when there was nexus between Rajiv and Farukuddullah. Mm-hmm. In the same manner in which there was a nexus between Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah and Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru. History repeats itself that that actually happened. This nexus was so dangerous for the country as a whole that even intelligence reporting. Then there came the, the governor, Jagmohan. He was reporting them, though it was not his job. But he was being an administrative head reporting to the central government that things are not well in This delegation told him they met president of India. They met the various political party leaders. But he said nothing is going on. It is these BJP people they are saying all this. I have talked to Mr. Farooq Abdullah. He said all is well. Nowadays they are saying it is Jagmohan who has done. But see mm-hmm. the next how they worked when the Kashmir had started burning. And behind the curtain was a big plan from Pakistan. That was Topai. Mm-hmm. A document documented by General Zia, which said, number one, create a communal divide in Kashmir. Mm-hmm. The second, train the youths in weaponry. Mm-hmm. Third, start moving as mother um, terrorists into the sneak into the valley. Mm-hmm. And that actually happened in the years to come. And it got clipped even by a development that took place when there was election in state. Muf, Muslim United Front was fighting but this nexus of the center and the state, they, as they say, they did not allow them to come. The election was rigged. So this month, they were more powerful in raising voice against India. And then we came to 1988, and we started, we thought, found that something was going to happen. But what was going to happen, it was not known. And then 89, mm-hmm. uh, everything started from there. And 
it ultimately got success in having ethnic cleansing in Kashmir. This is the history of Exodus, and it is not that all of a sudden it has emerged, not at all. And this book, Chronicles of Kashmir, it has the detailed account as I have mentioned. Yes. yes. Wow. I'm, I'm immensely like, uh, it's mind-boggling, like how you have almost five decades of history, you know, such a vast knowledge and you have put all of this together, uh, which makes sense, you know, because, you know, I think this started, as you said, prior to the Independence Day of India, which was 15th, August 15, 1947. And this led to all the way to 1990. That's 47 years of history in the making of the uh, exodus, you know, that finally happened in 1990. So, so, so tell us one thing, uh, Mr. Balakrishna, uh, what was it like? I mean, I read a lot of articles that overnight people were fleeing in the trunk of the car, in the back seat of the car, you know, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, just to escape death, you know. So, say the developments that took place on 19th January. Mm-hmm. Actually, what happened, you cannot blame. Mm-hmm. Actual situation, we were all in our homes. It was 10 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It was Sunday. Mm-hmm. We used to have film, sending film on uh, the summer uh, DD. Those are from the National Network. We were waiting for that. We had taken our day. We were waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, there was slogan mongling. And it was so, uh, so tense. One could feel that people in thousands of crying. Oh, wow. And uh, we were all were saying to each other in our family, in our home, were saying, we, we could just feel that as if we are in tremors, as mm-hmm. if there's an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Something has happened which about which we are not, we have been caught unavious. Mm-hmm. What's happened? Neither we could say anything, nor, nor we could, we could just we would look towards the room, towards mm-hmm. the room sides of our rooms, towards each other, without talking to each other. And what to do? And this, this crying, this roaring, this came nearer and nearer. And there were, then we heard the slogans, which were religious slogans, but with all, uh, with all fervor, with all uh, venom, which we heard and we were all disturbed. We were all, we could not feel now whether we have to live, will be living, will be alive this moment or not. But suddenly, within half an hour time, more than half an hour time, within hours time, this this rolling, this just got, we, we could feel that the, it is not, the slow moment is not now so long. Because the procession was going ahead. It was mm-hmm. going, the roads reaching to other parts of the state. So this is what we witnessed. And next day morning, we saw on the electric poles, notices, pasted that say in this mohalla, Mr. A, Mr. B, Mr. C, Mr. D, they are on the hit list. Oh, either, wow. either they should leave or they will not disappear. Then Al-Fatah, a leading paper, 
opening issue in the text that see you are the infidels, you are rather the people who are a sort of problem in between our movement. So we could tolerate you. These were the slogans, these were the paper cuttings, these were the letters, even letters were thrown inside the homes. So on next morning, people started moving. Nobody consulting mm -hmm. no other. Mm -hmm. And here I will tell you again the role played by Mr. Vaish. It all happened in on 19th January. Mm -hmm. On 14th September, Tikalal Tapno 1989 was killed. Thereafter, 27th December came up. But was killed mm -hmm. along thereafter. Mr. Gunju Jai was killed and many others. It was on 2nd of January that Pandit Amarnath Vaishnavi, after gathering various informations from all the sectors of the province of Kashmir, along with his team, left for Jammu. In Jammu, he had meetings for nine days, seven days, with the BJP and RSS leaders. Mm -hmm. And it was finally decided that he will lead a delegation to government of India. Because mm -hmm. Vaishnavi had an information which he gave to the government of India also. And he discussed it with the Jammu leaders also. That on 26th of January, there will be a big, big bang in Kashmir. They mm -hmm. may declare Kashmir as an independent part of So that information he had gathered, they went direct to Delhi. Their LK Advani goes just uh, uh, not in the ministry, but was supporting VP Singh's government. Uh, it was VP Singh had taken uh, as Prime Minister of India only a month back. So they met him. They met their Devilal, who was the uh, Deputy Prime Minister, and they met the Cabinet Ministers. And uh, so far as uh, the information I received, then Mukti Mohammed said was not in favor about the proposal which Mr. Vaishnavi gave them. He told them straightly, LK Alwani was leading this delegation. He told Prime Minister that, see, it is not my delegation. It is delegation led by Pantamala Vaishnavi. But I am leading it simply because his family members are, are there in Kashmir. So it should not be, it should not be made public that he was leading the delegation. That's why I, as Advani, is leading them. But they will have to speak themselves to you as what is the reality. So he, Mr. Vaishnavi, told him everything. These cabinet ministers informed him about the events that are going to happen now. Ultimately, it was VP Singh who told him, as now you give us the solution. If that is the thing, then you, you give us the solution. He told them the solution is that you bring in Jagmohan as the governor of the state, declare state and the governors. They, then they told him that, yes, you go to Jagmohan and see if he is willing. Then Mr. Vaishnavi went to Jagmohan. He was those days in the library writing his book, mm -hmm. My Turbulence. And he met him. He told him 
that all these delegation members. But he said, why me? Jagmohan said, why me? He said, Vaishnavi said, because we have full confidence. Because we know you are well informed about Kashmir. We know that you have from time to time informed about the realities that are seen on the ground level in Kashmir. You have also sent that information to center, but there was no one to accept that. So you go and he accepted. It was on 16th night, 16th January night, when cabinet, minister, cabinet meeting was held and Jagmohan was called in and he was given the, to understand that he is to go as governor. He joined governor on 19th of January during daytime and in the nighttime, all that I told you that wow. same night. Wow. So, so, so let me ask you now, uh, like why now, 30 years later, you wanted to come out with this book? I mean, I'm sure you've been writing on this book for some time, but what made you think that this is the right moment for this book to be published and for this to be heard all across the world? It is not that uh, I have started it right now. I, as just now I have told you, I worked it right since nineteen, uh, since two zero one six. So it took me five years, five plus years to write. I was then only. I meant only then that the reality should come. What is actual? What is in reality? What are the events? What is the history? So books have been written. Many books have been written, but not this way as I wanted to present it before the public. So that public, by and large, Indians and abroad also, people know the reality of Kashmir. Do you think that something like this can have a political conflict? What I mean to say is a political intervention. Uh, the reason I'm saying is the movie, as we all know, Kashmir Files just came out, which received a lot of recognition uh, from the people itself who themselves or their parents or grandparents were the part of Exodus, but it re also received a big backlash from the political party. I will not mention the party's name. Uh, do you have some kind of like this thing in your mind? You know what? Maybe I might also get as some political backlash. Political, as a student of political science, mm -hmm. for me, it matters little whether Kashmir file is there or not. Mm -hmm. No doubt Kashmir has played a vital role mm -hmm. in many things. I need not go to that side. I am an author. Mm -hmm. That's a film. He has projected it, the reality on the uh, in the cinema, and I am projecting it from my point of view in right. the book. Right. But the reality is so if somebody tells me, now you want to go back to Kashmir, now isn't there any chance to move out to Kashmir. Just like you also wanted to say something like that. Mm -hmm. But actually, what is the reality is, the problem is not the people from Kashmir. Kashmir is mm -hmm. majority of Kashmir. The problem is Pakistan. It was very easy to tackle Pakistan when infiltration started in 1990. Now, the things have changed tremendously. Now China is at the back of Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Pakistan is 
nothing, next to nothing. But it, he get, it, Pakistan gets its boost, moral boost, that's China. And this time, we have to think it's Pakistan. Are we in a position to minimize the importance of Pakistan? Are we in a position to raise Pakistan to such a position that they have no guts to stand up and send and do continue their infiltration inside our state? Unfortunately, that's still happening. Mm-hmm. So it's not so easy for a Kashmiri Hindu to say that, yes, you will move now. It is, I think, it's a political slogan. The moving of Kashmiri funded mm-hmm. back to Bering, then he will be safe and sound there. That can only be guaranteed when there is absence of gun. And absence of gun means the minimizing the role of this might be. So, so let me ask you, I mean, this Pakistan, I mean, India used to be known as Hindustan prior to the independence where Pakistan was a part of India. And as I mentioned on August 15, 1947, Pakistan was created as a separate country and India, Hindustan was kind of divided in Pakistan and India. But this problem has been going on now, almost eight decades later between Muslims, Hindu. I mean, do you think this is all political or also do you think that's how people from Pakistan see people from India and the other way around? Like, we are not one. Like, we are all humans, but we are not one. Do I make sense? It is something more than that. As a student of politics, I have brought these things in this book also. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is very important for every Indian to read this. Mm -hmm. The reality is there is a concept Gazwai Hindi. Gazwai Hindi is a concept. It is a concept that means that the entire country is to be observed, is to be converted is to be controlled, is a bigger plan. This time what's happening, Turkey is coming very close with Pakistan. Only a few years back, the president of Turkey, Turkish president, and he reached Pakistan. Mm-hmm. He said openly that Pakistan has been to our help. Now it is our turn to help Pakistan vis-a-vis Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Here we see on the Afghan borders, even American, they got defeated. Talibanization of Afghanistan, it has again started there. And then China, though itself just uh, uh, not keeping Muslims in their own country safe, mm-hmm. not having good behavior with them, but here just making Pakistan to fight against India. So it's a big game. It is not only people in India and people in Pakistan. It's beyond that. It is the plan of that of Ghazwai That's how even some politicians within our country, even some elements within our country, 
they raise their heads with these intentions. And even our CEDOs in our country, I call them CEDOs. Mm-hmm. I call them, I have given them a name in this book. It is, they are the, uh, this what's happening, what is in vogue in our country this time. It is politics of communities. The political parties in our, within our country, they are trying to be quiet, to just adopt silence on various vital issues which have relevance so far as national interest is concerned. But mm-hmm. they are all just, they are all with this game, Billy or Mary. They are supporting our enemies outside. From mm-hmm. This is the condition that a great plan of mm-hmm. conquering India, that too from Afghanistan. I have talked about that plan. What is that plan? It is very much well uh, explained in the book. The Gazwai, how it is to happen, what will happen, what's their imaginary light as it should happen like this. So these are the things there. So it is not that we Indians are that Pakistanis are politics. No. Yes, Sindhu Muslim is there. Pakistan will never wish to have India, but it is part of that game. Got it. That's that's very well said. A uh, couple of things I also want to ask you before we finish this. Number one is, do you want to tell our audience where your book is available so they can purchase a copy? We will also put the description of the links in our video. But do you want to tell our audience where they can purchase this book, please? I have explained, I have mentioned about it two, two three times. I wish you, I request you also, to, if you can, just uh, have uh, it uh, publicized through our own agency so that people in the country also go and purchase it. Definitely. So, yeah. Tell us what we have to do. My, you can talk to my daughter in that respect. Right, right, right. right. Okay, and yeah. I That's... To do something in that. Definitely, definitely. We'll put the actually uh, links uh, in the description so our audience can purchase a copy. You know, uh, last question for you is, do you think the future of Kashmir looks bright? Or bleak? Yes, government of India's these efforts, as we see now, they have in their mind, they are sincerely creating Kashmir economically better. They are creating conditions so that Kashmir is economically better. They are finding the avenues for employment. They are working in that direction. So that way, it may be a progress to Kashmir, no doubt. But again, the question is whether Pakistan will allow us to be in peace, whether we are free from gun culture, that's to be seen. That's a big question. Perfect. Uh, Mr. Balkrishnan, I want to thank you very much. This was a very uh, immensely knowledgeable conversation with you. Um, and, uh, you know, once again, I want to thank your daughter. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. You. you know, and uh, we wish you all the very best. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So you take care. Thank you. Bye bye.